in every branch of wisdom, endowed with knowledge and insight, and competent to serve the king's palace. King Nebuchadnezzar knew that if the best and brightest of the conquered nation would be assimilated into his empire, then the rest of the nation would surely follow. Resistance is an important theme throughout the book of Daniel and is introduced immediately by the manner of Daniel versus the king's food. God's people in Judah had failed to resist the Syrian call of the foreign gods and foreign powers. Would the people of Judah do any better in exile? Would they be able to repent of their faithlessness? If they did, would God forgive them or even restore them? The answer provided in Daniel 1 would currently be hopeful reminders of the exile or to the exiled people of God that he was in control even in Babylonian, in Babylon rather, and with honor and would honor their faith in even in a foreign land. So you know, my sisters and my brothers, it doesn't matter where we are or where we go, as long as we are a child of God, he's there. Amen. We know that God is omnipresent. Amen. So wherever we go, whenever we call on him, we can be assured that he will answer. Amen. All we have to do, all we have to do is have the faith. Amen. All we have to do is have the faith. King Nebuchadnezzar knew that, if the, as I said, if the best and brightest of the conquered nation would be assimilated into the empire, then the rest of the nation would surely follow. Resistance, resistance, I say, is an important theme throughout the book of Daniel and is introduced immediately in the matter of Daniel versus the king's food. God's people in Judah had failed to resist the Syrian call of foreign gods and foreign powers. Would the people of Judah do any better in exile? Would they be able to repent of their faithlessness? If they did, would God forgive them or even restore them? The answer provided in Daniel 1 would certainly be hopeful reminders to the exiled people of God that he was in control even in Babylon and would honor their faith even in a foreign land. I have three points tonight. The first point being choosing to do right. That's Daniel 1, 8 through 10, my brother. Choosing to do right. Amen. Daniel and his companions knew what was expected of them. In the thinking of the day, Yahweh had been defeated by Babylonian gods, so it would serve the young men well to begin serving the Babylonian gods, and by extension, the Babylonian king. The Jewish men did not see eye to eye with the Babylonian officials on this matter. 
They understood that Judah had been brought into exile because God had allowed it. Not because we had a weak God, but God had permitted them to be brought into exile. And I'm going to tell you why and show you why. Because God had allowed it. Not because he was weak and unable to defend them. They remembered the warning of the prophets like Jeremiah and Isaiah, who had said that such thing would happen if God's people was unfaithful to him. So they could not act surprised when they were unfaithful and what God had warned them about came to be true. They couldn't be surprised. If you sin, your sins will find you out and you're going to pay for your sins. Well, I'm sitting out there know that. The Bible tells us that. I might not see your sin, but God knows about it. You might not pay for it today. But you will pay for it. Amen. You can rest assured of that, my brothers and my sisters. So they could not act surprised when, when, uh, when they were unfaithful and, and what God had warned them about came to be true. Though they could have wallowed in despair and believed that God had abandoned them in a foreign land, the men knew better. Instead of choosing to become like the Babylonians, Daniel and his peers chose to continue to follow the Lord. Amen. Even in exile, right. and even under those conditions, he, they still chose to follow the Lord. Amen. Sometimes life gets hard, my brothers and sisters. And when those times come, that's when we have to maintain and stay fixed and stay focused on our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. It's not always going to be easy. But all we have to do is have that stick to itiveness and be faithful. And if we are faithful, he's going to take care of us, even in a foreign land. Even in a foreign land, my brother. Food may <laughs> thank you. Food may seem like a small compromise to make. However, saying no to the king's food paved the way to saying no to bowing before the king's image. You know, we're gonna see uh, what I'm doing is we having in our Sunday school class four <laughs> four weeks of Daniel. We're having four weeks of the study of Daniel, the book of Daniel. And my sermon for today that I'm supposed to be preaching tonight, I didn't have an opportunity to go home to get. So I'm doing, one, I'm doing my Sunday school lesson that I had today, and it's a, it's a four-week series. So if you come to my Sunday school class for the next four, three Sundays after this, you hear the rest of the message, okay? Amen. So we said food may, not, uh, food may seem like a small compromise to make. However, saying no to the king's food paved the way to saying no to bowing before the king's image. That's one of the things we'll be talking about. And no to the king's decree. That's another thing. Now, those of you, I'm quite sure that you know all about the book of Daniel. You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Amen. 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 Of course you do. Amen. 
The issue with the food, especially the meat, does not seem primarily to be about whether it was uh, admissible by Jewish dietary laws. The issue did not seem to be that Nebuchadnezzar providing pork for the men, for the men. For instance, there would have been a clear violation of Jewish dietary laws and required little finesse for the men to renew out of it, okay? They would simply have needed to refuse. However, by refusing the general diet in favor of more restrictive eating plan that was assumed to be less nutritious, the men would put themselves in a position to have God sustain them even more than the king meat could sustain or his rations could sustain them. The problem arose because accepting without question the king's provision meant accepting his culture and his gods as well. Resisting the food was a form of resisting many other things that would draw away loyalty from the Lord and towards the captors. So that beginning to resist eating the, 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 the king's food was the first step in resisting going into assimilation of, of, of that culture. You know what Paul says, right? Does that, everyone know what Paul says? Paul says beans. Paul says beans. You know that, didn't you? Paul says beans. I ate a lot of pots when I was growing up. Amen. Hey. Point number two, a reasonable request, a reasonable request. My brother, Daniel 1, 11 through 16. Amen. The steward was concerned about Daniel's resistance to eating the food offered. Why was he concerned about it? Because he was putting his head on the block. He knew exactly what it meant to refuse the king's food. While he might not have cared about the Jewish men risking their own lives to make a political or theological statement, the steward was not interested in sticking his neck out for them. For the first time, Daniel revealed his wisdom. Daniel did not seek an unlimited amount of time, but just enough time to show his commitment and for God to prove that Daniel's diet was better than the king's diet plan or the steward's diet plan. If they were not on par with the other men, the diet would be abandoned. If, however, Daniel and his companion remain in good health, then they could eat the diet that they chose, and the king would never need to know. The steward was willing to accept Daniel's reasonable request. It always requires time to live out one's conviction. Hear me now, my brothers and my sisters. Stay along with me. 
For the first time, Daniel reveals his wisdom. Daniel did not seek unlimited amount of time, but just enough time to show his commitment and for God to prove that Daniel's diet was better than the steward's diet plan. If they were not on par with the other men, the diet would be abandoned. However, Daniel and his companions remained in good health. Then they could eat the diet they chose, and the king would never need to know. The steward was willing to accept Daniel's reasonable request. It always requires, now listen to this, my brothers and my sisters, it always requires time. It always requires time to live out one's conviction in order for the witness of those convictions to be seen by others. Did you hear what I just said? Are you following me? It always requires time. It always requires time to live out one's conviction in order for the witness of those convictions to be seen by others. That's simple and plain, isn't it? Amen. Amen. After 10 days, the steward examined all the men and discovered that Daniel and his friend were in better condition than those who had eaten the king's allotment, his food allotment. Thus, they were allowed to continue their diet with full knowledge and approval of the steward. Because of a commitment to faithfulness and a reasonable request, Daniel and his friends kept the faith of their God in a strange land because of their commitment. And my brothers and my sisters, that's what we must have. We must be committed to God under any and all circumstances. Amen. We must live according to our convictions through any and all circumstances. Amen. We can't let the world turn us. Because you know what we have to do? We have to hold on to God's unchanging hand. We have to do that. We have to have the faith. We have to have the strength. We have to have a heart and a mind and a will that's committed to God. Amen. We do. We do. Thus they were allowed to continue their diet with full knowledge and approval of the steward because of a commitment of faithfulness and a reasonable request. Daniel and his friends kept the faith of their God alive in a strange land. God gave Daniel favor and compassion in sight of his supervisors, in the sight of his supervisors. The success of Daniel's resistance to assimilation turned those ages responsible for his assimilation into partners in resistance instead. You see what God can do? As long as we are faithful, as long as we are faithful, he is able. As long as we are faithful, he is able. Point number three, point number three. God rewarded Daniel and his friends for their faithfulness by giving them skills and learning beyond that of all their peers. God also gave Daniel the ability to understand visions. The gift of understanding visions would be the key to Daniel's success in Babylon. Daniel and his friends did not have these gifts when they arrived in Babylon. 
nor did they acquire these abilities on their own after being in Babylon. These skills and abilities these men had were gifts from God. When the king spoke with Daniel and his friend, he discovered that they were ten times more skilled than all the mystics in the kingdom. You know, God gave these, if you will, well, I call them blessings to these young men. He gave these skills to these young men. And if, as I said, when we know the book of Daniel, we know what these skills turn out to be and how they helped Daniel and so many others. The story of Daniel and his friends' resistance is a story of faith. Although they appeared powerless in the face of their captors, captors, they had convictions that changed everything. Theirs was a theology of resistance to say no to all that would attempt to observe God. It did not matter that Dan and his friends were in a strange land. Their faith traveled with them. Did you hear what I just said? Their faith traveled with them. It was out of their sense, it was out of their sense that, 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 that God was with them that they found the power to say no to the efforts of others to make them do anything that may displease God. And we are children of God, and the same resistance that Daniel had is the same resistance that we should have Amen. to the cultures of the world around us today. As, when you look around, there's so much sin out there. That's right. There's so much out there, especially for the young ones and the teenagers. And there's quite a bit out there for the adults as well. But we know that we don't have to assimilate into that. We don't. Because we know we have a God that we can call on. That would keep us and help us and hold us from turning on to those things. And turning in the way of those things. Theirs was a theology of resistance that said no to all that would attempt them to observe God. It did not matter that Daniel and his friends were in a strange land. Their faith traveled with them. It was out of their sense that God was with them that they found the power to say no to the efforts of others to make them do anything that may displease God. Nothing, nothing, nothing would stand in the way of their faithfulness to God. Not even, and if we know the, the book of Daniel, not even the threat of death. Not even the threat of death. You know Daniel. You know what happened. And not even the threat of death could turn him. <laughs> but our God is able. Amen. <laughs> Amen. I enjoy you so much and I love you so dearly. I hate the clothes. I really do. But in closing, I want to say this, my brothers and my sisters. Our own area of resistance might look small beside the great evils of a secular culture. 
Yet, when we refuse to watch movies that glorify evil, when we refuse to listen to music that promotes self-glorification and sin, or refuse any other seemingly small ways that culture seeks to influence us, we reveal that we would rather follow Christ and remain faithful to him than to assimilate into the cultures around us. Amen. Like Daniel, we should strive to do our best work. But let us not forget that Daniel also resisted threats to his fidelity to the Lord. We must, we must do the same. We must do the same. When life becomes hard and times become difficult, that's the time to seek him. Because we're not just looking for him then. We should have been walking with him all the time. So when those times come, my brothers and my sisters, let us look to him. Let us hold on to his unchanging hand. Just as the church is praying for Pastor Hooker's daughter and grandson, we know that we have a God that cannot fail. Prayer changes things. Amen. Prayer changes things. I'm a witness to that. As are many of you sitting here that's also a witness to that. If we are faithful to him, then he's going to be faithful to us. More than ever before, my brothers and my sisters, let us pray because our nation is on a downhill slide. Not chasing rabbits, but right now, right now, our government is closed down. And everybody's playing the blame game. I'm not standing up here preaching politics, but I'm just telling you the way it is. If it's a time to pray, Amen. the time is now. Because only God can change things. Amen. You know, we say oftentimes that we are given the leader that we deserve. Is that what has been given to us? The leader that we deserve? God can change things. God can turn the king's heart in which way he so desires. All we have to do is be strong in the power of the Lord. Because he is the answer. Amen. Brother Bob.
you'll stand please. Uh, Hannah, would you play for us? If the Lord has spoken to your heart tonight, and he should have, if he didn't, you ought to come down to the altar and find out why. Uh, but I do want us to continue praying for Brooke tonight, so Hannah, if you'll uh, pray for her. And come to the altar as you... Thank you. 